Hello and welcome to the final episode of No Prize Podcast for 2021. I am the professor. That's Lucas. What's going on? Ah, We made it through another year, man. Another pandemic filled year. Don't don't say that, man. You can knock on wood, man. We still got about (laughs) a couple weeks left. I mean... Uh, this is the let's 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 call this the Christmas special, right? Because this is really when it's going to be released, right around for Christmas. Yeah. Man, so much stuff kind of happening, right? Stuff happening and stuff not happening, and we're going to get into this, man. Um, but but let, let's 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 be real about what what's happening, and before we get into like the real nuts nutmeg other stuff, is that uh, look uh. Because it's Christmas time, um, a lot of stuff happened. Like no books on FOC regarding Marvel, right? A lot of trade paperbacks, right? But no like books, books, right? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, second thing is when it comes to uh, releases, like new releases, there aren't going to be a lot of books um, for the new releases. There's going to be some, but not a, not a, not a lot. Nothing. Definitely nothing important. Uh, so people need to be aware of that, and that's that goes for TC as well uh, when it comes to it. Um, and 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 that's fine, right? Because you know, right now people are going to be more concentrated on being with family and everything. So, look, movies, TV series, that's what's really going to be hitting at home and uh, having some staying power with with people right now. So, yeah, uh, interesting stuff, man. There's good stuff going on. We have. Uh... We, we're still right. We're knee deep in Hawkeye. We have a couple of it. We actually have just one episode left. So we'll talk about episodes four yes, and five. Um, that was mm. that was kind of a quick drop, right? Because we had the first two episodes drop the first week. So this is like a quick, quick shot in the arm. And then we're rolling right into um, after episode six next week, Christmas time. We're getting Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Right? Yes. So can't wait for that one. I'm actually I'm so excited to see Book of Boba Fett, but I'm I really wish Hawkeye was another episode or two. Don't you think there's a lot of stuff they need to wrap up in that last episode? Of 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 course, man. But but here's what I I've always said should happen, right? Um, I should be able to once I'm I'm done with the series, I should be able to go straight from your oh, straight from the movie theater to your local um your local comic book shop. And continue with that thought or whatever, and figure out what's going on. Maybe even find some like details that make some clarity. But unfortunately, Marvel really hasn't been doing that. You no. Know? Um, but hopefully, they'll they'll pick up on that and they'll like, oh, okay, maybe there's some chances to make some money because there is a Hawkeye series, there is an Echo series that's out. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, the Echo that's in that series you wouldn't recognize from the show. True, 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 and, and and let's take some time to take a, talk about that sec. Talk about that for a sec. Uh, right now, Echo is uh, Phoenix Echo Song. That's the her first series, I believe. Right. Yep. Um, the uh, so Echo, who was the Echo who you knew from the TV series, is not the same one. This is like. Her after she had a big tournament with the Avengers, uh, and she fought for the, you know, for the Phoenix, right, to be embodied with the Phoenix. Now that she's embodied with the Phoenix, she's trying to figure out how to control it or how to or how to maintain it. And uh, and instead, uh, she and this other Native American dude that's from the same tribe there, like going back in her past to try and fix stuff and figure out what's going on. Uh, now. What's strange about that is that now her dad is not her dad, um, and her mom is not her mom. It's it's weird. I don't know what they're trying to do with that, but um, so now that that's happening now that her dad is not her dad and her mom is not her mom, they're going to even further back through her ancestors um, to figure out what's going on. So I can't wait for the next one because they they need to fix that right away. That that, that well, don't make no damn sense. They the, well, the, and the bad guy they pulled out of their butt for that is the adversary, and he's an old X Men villain from the '80s. Chris Claremont created him, but it was a, uh, it was back when Forge first appeared, and uh, and this was one of the what the the adversary was uh, was the villain that they had to stop with a uh, storm and um, 
in them. It's a, it, it's it is it's a weird. He's the only time that that villain's ever appeared, and it's just a weird uh, weird villain to bring out. Uh, you know, and I and I do think it's just because they wanted to show the Native American connection. You know, um, but but what are you going to do? I, I think that uh, you know that the Phoenix, the what is it? It's Phoenix song, Echo Phoenix song. That. Um, the book is just it's it's weird i don't like it that it seems like everybody on earth has uh had the phoenix force at one yes. time it's kind of like the captain universe um but then it's like you know if the phoenix is such a uh, overwhelming cosmic force why is, does it just go to earth all the time <laughs> yeah. why why doesn't it go to like the scroll homeworld or the you know hala or the shiar you know, because those are the ones that are like super scared of it. Why there, there aren't any super powerful people that the Phoenix deserves to be attached to, you know, and that's just and that's going back a billion years, too. I mean, that's what like the billion year Avengers that we were pitching about two weeks ago. So that's where we'll stop talking about <laughs> because I don't want to spoil anything from the upcoming Spider-Man movie for you. Oh no! I think you just spoiled it. <laughs> just by not saying you anything. Trust me, trust me. Unless you're deep into this whole the whole Phoenix mythology, like I am, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Um, so next time, after after the professor has caught up, yeah. uh, after I've we, seen Spider Man, I haven't seen Spider Man. Spider-Man, 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 right, going yeah. tonight. Yeah. Right. And then uh, we'll get to talk about all the nice paraphernalia and all that goody stuff out there. Um, but yes, there is a connection to that and the rest of the MCU that's, that they're going to do pretty soon. Uh, well, so, you know, we were talking, so let, let's get back onto uh, the Hawkeye stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, freaking, um, so in the last one, right, the, I'm talking about what, number four, I believe, uh, you know, they Episode bring four. out, yeah. yeah, they bring out the White Widow. Um, Tasha's sister. Um, oh, yeah. And this is this is where a combination of hey, I forget what the name of the lady was. She tells her like, hey, do you want to know who freaking killed your sister? It was Hawkeye. So you know, she goes after Hawkeye and and episode four, number five. You know, we get a little bit more background and all the stuff that's happening, right? And spoiler alert, it should probably not spoiler alert, but look, now we finally get to see uh more of kingpin stuff starting to creep in because we oh, yeah. actually see we don't see him but we do see at least a photo of him so now we know for sure uh that is coming um, we, and we kind of speculated on that last uh, last episode but uh here we have uh some confirmation with the picture at the end of episode five that kingpin was the one that hired yelena or was it uh, it was kate bishop's mom that hired uh a yelena to kill hawkeye for what we don't really know yet because now like we all thought that val who kind of recruited white widow at the end of the black widow um in the stinger and the stinger teaser um now it doesn't seem like or maybe they're all working together you have you know val working for that shadow cabinet and uh the government um maybe uh maybe eleanor bishop is part of that maybe kingpin is part of that which we don't know. So that's, I mean, it's all interesting stuff. I loved Yelena in this, uh, in episode five and episode four more than I liked her in the Black Widow movie. Yes. I thought, um, yes. I thought she was uh, the, the, the wit, um, which, which it was kind of funny because you have, you have Kate who has that, that wittiness about her. Um, and then you have Yelena who pretty much won ups her, right? So it's yeah. kind of like uh, they're both trading barbs back and forth. And um, Clint just seems to be caught up in the whirlwind, right? He's just kind of, uh, he's reactionary. He's not trying to make anything happen. He's just getting tossed around by whatever is coming at him next, um, which uh, which was, you know, by the Matt Fraction series um, from 10 years ago. That's exactly how, Hawkeye was in that series, just kind of, uh, just kind of there and kind of trying to yeah, survive it. Um, exactly. So this, th- uh, this has been probably my favorite interpretation of, um, of a comic book series. 
Uh, I think that there's there's so much to unpack and this so much to resolve in this next episode because yes. it's like I you know there's a, there's a bunch of different characters they I, they haven't really revealed uh, Jacques as uh, the swordsman um, mm. they which I don't know if at this point if they will because he'd get arrested in the last episode so I don't know if that was him writing his character off but there's so much more under the hood with that guy that there's really more to explore. So if they do come back for a season two, maybe that's when we actually get more of him. But uh, but they have Echo where they have to set up. The, the, the Echo has to have kind of like a, like a come to Jesus moment, right? Where she realizes that she's working yes. for the bad guy. Otherwise she doesn't deserve a series, uh, which she's obviously getting, we know that. Um, and, then, uh, and then where does Yelena end up? And does Val recruit Kate yes. at the end of this? Does, mm. I, I mean, that's kind of, I think, where the way this is going, where they get all these substitute heroes, and now they're going to put together, uh, you know, the second string Avengers or whatever they're going to do, uh, the Thunderbolts. I don't I don't know what they're going to do, but um, it's that, it's yeah, interesting. There's a, lot to, there's a lot to set up, and, and they only have, what, 45 minutes left to do it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't get it. I, I I really wanted this series to. It seems like it's gone so quick that I want it to at least like an episode seven, just to just to I think wrap up everything that they've kind of unveiled. True. Um, plus, plus, and plus, you know, you know that they don't end a series without setting up the next thing, right? So yes. Um. So what's the setup? You know, I, and I know that this is like everything else that we've seen from Disney plus so far, that it's everything is setting up either secret invasion or something, something with a group, right? So either the next yes. Avengers group or what have you. Um, so, Hey, you know, we'll see. I'm along for the ride, man. I don't think uh, Marvel uh, Disney plus has done uh, anything really wrong. Right. I mean, they, they, they keep your interest. They, they set you up. They suck you into the next thing, so so that you keep watching. Yes. <laughs> and I haven't I haven't been able to stop watching yet. So, it's you know. good. yeah, definitely been good stuff. Um, like you said, the and once again, like the most important part has been, okay, when you're done, does it set something else up? Um, the only miss on that front has been Shang Chi. It didn't really set stuff up for. Right. Anything else? There were so many opportunities, but they decided not to, which was which was weird. Um, but yeah, I'm all I'm all aboard for Hawkeye. I'm all aboard for more Echo. Um, I'm, I'm can't wait to see how they utilize uh, Kingpin going forward. Mm. Um, Kate, uh, Kate, excuse me, was it Eleanor Bishop? That's her mom, right? Um, yes, Eleanor. Yeah. Uh, she's got her own weird story. Um, yeah. Um, by herself. Um, and then I'm talking about her mix, mixing it up with Blade. Um, so that could be interesting if they decided to uh, follow that at some time. And you're talking about, hey, Jack Duquesne, um, as a swordmaster guy, look, freaking, he's got his own, like, his huge background and back history. Yeah. Um, so I'm, and I'm trying to think of, I'm, I'm thinking through, like, man, each one of these characters that they've decided to highlight could have their own show in their own right and make it very interesting. Yeah, Each and it's, single one. The, the 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 big thing that um that I think was the is the revelation revelation at the end of the episode of, of of Kingpin and and what that means for Netflix and the Netflix shows that we we had a few years ago because now that you know not spoiling Spider-Man at all but we know someone else shows up there and that to me just means that they're opening the doors to bring Jessica Jones back or Luke Cage or Iron Fist or any, or the Punisher, man. If you, we want to see John Bernthal back as Punisher, that's, you know, I think he's the one more deserving of a, of a movie um, than anybody else. But that's the, the, I think that's the door we're opening here is just to, just to uh, suck in, all the Netflix viewers who maybe didn't buy into the MCU, I don't know who you are, but I don't know why you're <laughs> not here. Um, but but to, to actually acknowledge that the, the Daredevil show, which I thought was fantastic. Um, and do we get do we get 
a Daredevil season four on Disney Plus? That's the that's the big question, I think. Ooh. You know, that's Ooh. that's what because I, I think that's what they're kind of leaning towards on the Disney Plus side. Daredevil was the one show I think nobody wanted to see canceled, you know, because right. They, they want everybody wanted a season four or you know jessica i thought jessica jones was really good too so i i would have loved to see a season three of jessica jones but um you know i think that i think that door's wide open now and i you know i don't think anything um you know the netflix show is a little bit more adult they would might have to tone it down a little bit for disney but we you know i i think we just saw uh I think we just saw the, the, the new Beatles documentary had the language throughout. Um, so I think yeah. they, might, they might be leaning more towards um, you yeah, know, some think, more adult content. Yeah, I think uh, Disney has been very hardworking at erasing that perfect family image over the last few years. You know, every single movie that they've had has had uh, cuss words in there. Um, so, or a warning, like before you watch Dumbo. That's <laughs> yeah, like, yo, I don't know what they're they're going for, but you know, they're definitely trying to try to erase that home image. And and in, in the meantime, um, you know, Bob Peck has been kind of dropping hits and Easter eggs that at some point Disney is going to get into the casino business. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So not just casinos, but sports betting. Right. Uh, so you might start seeing sports betting all, on all all their platforms in a little bit. Uh, so Mickey, Mickey Mouse with a, like a wad full of cash, or uh, oh no, you know who would be best for Disney Plus for uh, for casinos? What's that? Un- Uncle Scrooge. Uncle Scrooge, yeah. Uncle Scrooge, yeah. he's perfect. <laughs> Uncle Scrooge up there running numbers and shit. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the big you. pile of gold behind him. Mm-hmm. I think there was actually a uh, you know a homage to that where uh, there was an Uncle Scrooge, yeah, there was Uncle Scrooge McDuck, right? Yeah. And I believe Mickey was the uh, his his ne- his nephew in that particular one. I would have to yeah. find that one. Does the Christmas Carol done by Disney? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. man, great there stuff, man. It's um, it's perfect. And uh, Disney, I expect my my check in the mail for for that. <laughs> perfect um, so what so do we want to talk a little bit about book of boba fett coming up because all i know is the trailer that we saw i don't really know anything about the story or anything um i'm excited for it absolutely uh look i hope they don't bring out any new characters right because uh i don't know when the book of boba fett is coming out exactly but the mess that they made with Groku or whatever his name is, little baby Yoda, right? right? Whereas they had a absolutely great show, right? A phenomenal show, right? And then right around the corner after it ended was Christmas and there was no toys or anything, right? And not until like a full year afterwards um, when the show, people had already really forgotten the show. Um, that's, that's when you freaking had it, man. Um, so I hope they don't do that. Look, if you're going to have a show, don't wait years after. You got to do it within the first 30 days, man. If we could just put it out there so people can <laughs> shut the TV off, run to the freaking store real quick, and just have it there to watch, man. Yeah. Because um, I, I know a lot of people that say, you know, I, I just like having, you know what I do when I'm watching my watching this movie? I get my little action figure, and I'm freaking playing playing it out. As I'm watching it, and these are grown ass people, man. Uh, yep. So, so I, I think that's that's cool, man. But they, to Marvel and Disney, they they gotta realize that that's what what's going on, you know. Um, capitalize on that, you know. That I mean, that's what a lot of I know a lot of people do that with Star Wars. They're Star Wars, little Star Wars figures, man. They're like, hey, I buy one for the collection, and then one to just play around with it. That's, that's cool. Um, yeah. But 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 you know, when it comes to the the thing of Bubba Fat, man, you know you know what what I've been really enjoying is a lot of the Star Wars stuff, uh, the Star Wars comic books going forward. Um, yes. Han Solo, the Han Solo movie was absolutely was kind of terrible. 
let's, let's put it that way. I Hello. love the Han Solo movie. It, I don't know what it, you're talking it's, about. It, it didn't hit a lot of the wickets that people wanted to wanted to hit, and it, it it had. Okay, remember when he said that? Well, here's that thing. Remember when he said that? Here, here's yeah, that yeah. Thing. Okay, yeah, people, a, lot of fan, yeah. a lot of fan service, not a lot of uh, not a lot of substance, so to speak. Right. But. Um. So. So what they've been doing in the comics is they've actually been developing a lot more of his character, and then you know that period of time when he was in the carbonite, right? Uh, so yeah. they're like, hey, what they're letting us everybody know is that hey, uh, even though he was a carbonite, he was like the center of the universe at some point, right? Like everybody was like fighting over the, his slab, you know. There there was full-on uh, criminal empires that fell and rolled because of freaking Han Solo, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the uh, the book that came out this week, or was it, no, it was last week, was uh, Crimson Rain, right, which was uh, kind of featured inside of uh, the Han Solo movie. And they're, and they're talking about how they actually came to power for a little bit. And um, so I think it was in Star Wars Bounty Hunters where uh, – the Tuts had done a hire some assassins and did all types of crazy stuff to do an attack. As a result, like mo- a lot of their forces, to include half the Jabba the Hutt freaking council, was killed off. Right, so yeah. now they're kind of hurting. So a lot of another now a bunch of the other criminal syndicates ha- see this out as an opportunity to rise up and become closer to the Empire and become like their you know, their hand and, and a whole bunch of stuff. So where Crimson Rain comes in is it throws the Crimson Dawn uh, folks kind of playing each criminal syndicate against each other. Um, they, oh, you want to attack that guy, but you don't want them to know who it was? We'll, we'll hire us and we'll do that. Uh, and they told them to do it. They, they let them know. And now that, that's what they're doing. They, they're like, hey, we'll the other criminal syndicates don't know that they're doing that, but they're they're just there in the middle, freaking hitting this guy. Hitting in fact, they actually pro, uh, provoked the whole uh, criminal syndicate war. Um, it's 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 genius, right? Because I because I know that in in real, in the real world that actually happens with some of the 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 mobs and mafias and and all that other stuff. There are provocateurs out there, and there are people that get hired, you know, to do to do certain. Uh, uh, kinetic strikes like that, uh, so I think that I think that was genius. Now, um, the only issue is is that you know there are some new characters like the archivist, and there's like, and I got to do some research on what's going on with the Knights of Ren. Hmm. Not that I don't know about the Knights of Ren, but there is this little, there's a little person that's part of the Knights of Ren right now <laughs> that I have never seen before, and I'm obsessed. I got to figure out who that is. Is it, uh, is it really a little person, or is it like a kid inside this costume? I don't know what the heck is going on, but it intrigues me. Um, Maybe it's Wicked. A wicked? What's a Wicked? The Ewok. Ah, Ewok. Okay, Ewok is <laughs> the Knights of Ren. That would, that would be interesting. <laughs> well, I think that's well. The you know, uh, Star Wars and the, the Star Wars universe employs lots of little people to work for them, like the Jawas and all that stuff. You know, so it's I I actually liked that little shout out. So yeah, 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 know. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, for me, it was uh, just to see them open it up a little bit like that, and uh, you know, let us look under the hood of a. If they did a great job in Star Wars Bounty Hunters and opening up the hood on like who the big crime set of kids are and let us know that Hut was not like the big big baddie out there because there was more. Um now we're we're getting to figure out like who was running around and doing this all this <clears throat> stuff for them and how come the Empire didn't just freaking knock knock them out. It's because well Crimson Dawn at some points, according to Star Wars Bounty Hunters, was doing stuff for the Empire as well. So it's it's kind of interesting and it's kind of mental of of what what they're trying to do here, man. Well, I like um, so I like the fact because I I mean it seems obvious at this point that we're not getting another like a Han Solo sequel. <clears throat> and I know that at the end of Han Solo, when we they realized that <clears throat> Kira was the head of Crimson Dawn with Darth Maul. And, uh, you know, that was the one thing that I was like, man, I wish that we'd seen more of that. Or maybe they could spin this off into a Crimson Dawn movie. That would be cool. Um, yeah. Like a ex- little expanded universe stuff. 
But seeing it in the comics now, um, like I, I and, and it's been a few years, right? So um, I like the idea that they had, they did actually go through the backstory and 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 tell you they showed Darth Maul, um, and they did say he got killed, and they killed him off in the Clone Wars, right? As far as the the cartoon on the yes. uh, on, mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, so. Yeah. Um, so they're tying all of this in together and like, and you're realizing what's canon at Disney and what's not as far as what, how far Lucasfilm goes. And the, um, the other part I liked about, um, Crimson Rain is the fact that they, um, they really kind of made Dark Sun almost like a player in there. And, um, I don't know if you know anything about Dark Sun from the expanded universe from like 25 years ago where the shadows of the empire um, where Prince Shizor was kind of like the main bad guy and the crime syndicates. Um, and they, uh, they brought him, they, they, they mentioned him. You didn't see him in the book, but they did mention him in the book. Um, so that really kind of opened the door for that to become canon. Cause I thought they, I thought they kind of retconned a lot of what happened in shadow of the empire because a lot uh, in shadows of the empire. And I don't know if you ever read it was, uh, what happened between Empire and Jedi, much like what's going on now in the comics. Um, mm. So I think they're going to incorporate some of that. Uh, you know, the only thing I think we haven't seen is Dash Rendar and the Outrider, I think, was was um, was his ship. But um, that was a bunch of the, they, they, they made that up for the Star Wars toy line back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, after after that had come out, we never saw a boo about any of that ever again. So I'm glad that they're kind of incorporating that. And you, obviously I don't, so I don't know if you were a big uh, expanded universe Star Wars fan back in the day. No, but, <laughs> but the, the um, that story was like, that, that was a the huge thing. This was like, I think this was, um, might've even been before the prequels. It was, they, they came out with the shadows of the empire that was going to tell you the story of what happened, but before, uh, after empire and before Jedi. And it was, they threw in a ton of all those, like, how did Princess Leia get the Bausch costume? How did, you know, how did Luke get, how did Luke get his green lightsaber? How did, you know, they, they did all those explanations because there was an obvious passage of time between those two movies and what happened in the middle. And, uh, and that was like a great, marketing tool at the time and it, it spawned a toy line a few waves of shadows of the empire figures um and uh. Uh, i yeah i and th- this issue really kind of brought that back for me with uh with prince shizor because that he, like he was the big baddie uh that they introduced and he was like the big syndicate bad guy but i'm not a bounty hunter but you know running the crime crime rings so to me Hey, there's more power to it. There's a ton of stuff you can do with the uh, with the expanded universe now, and yeah, you know, dark dark sun looked like patsies in this issue though. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crimson rain pretty much pants. You no, know, you know the other thing that I liked is uh, they brought back and they're bringing into focus the holocrons, the holocrons, right? Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, a holocron, um, the way it's been shown in some of the, uh, you know. Between rebels and you know whatever you see it out there. Well, they actually it, showed it in the movie, didn't they? In Rise of in the Rise of Skywalker, yes, I it, think they had it, a right, it, is, it is yeah, it is the thing that shows you how to get the X goal or whatever location. Um, and but though, so there's two different types, right? There's a Sith uh, holocron, and then there's a Jedi holocron. Jedi holocrons are like one shape. Uh, like maybe like a cube or whatever, whereas a Sith holocron is more like a, a pyramid usually. Well, the holocron in this one was a circle, which is really interesting to me because that's that's a holo- that's that's the first appearance of this type of freaking holocron. Um, gatekeepers um, are usually have to, usually are Jedi or Sith. Well, the archivist is in this, so our so that means that the archivist is either Jedi or Sith. I thought. But we don't know yet. We, we don't. We don't know who he is, right? Um, another thing about holocrons is, especially if it's a Sith joint, um, a Sith holocron. What it does is it scans you, right, to see like where where your power set is, and then it it's, it gives you advice on how to do this, that, and the other thing. But it slowly freaking takes over you 
and starts to control you, um, control you in, in this weird way. Uh, so that's that's something to keep an eye on as well, um, because now it's, it's you know we already know the archivist inside, and and then also at the end it also shows uh, Kira inside mm-hmm. as well, scan as well. Um, so it isn't necessarily show as the gatekeeper, but it shows that it's it has scanners. So the very big reveal is going to be: is this a Jedi holocron or is this a Sith holocron? Because this could be a very very interesting thing. And also, Seth told us, and maybe and most likely it's uh, um, another thing that I I didn't realize um, until researching about what's going on with holocrons is. These things are made out of crystals, right? I don't know what type of crystals, but I, when I'm when I'm hearing about crystals instead of Jedi Empire, I'm thinking of the fact that the uh, uh, the lightsabers are made out of crystals as well, right? Um, the kyber crystals. So I I don't know. Um, are they the same crystals? Are they the same kyber crystals? Because that means they're literally living things inside these freaking holocrons. Um, man, there's and, and it looks like maybe. That they may try and answer some of that stuff inside of Crimson Rain, slowly but surely. Um, but this is where it's going to be. Um, it, it blew up last week as speculators like top things, especially for the one to one to fifty. As oh really? About it. Yeah. Um, but this one is one that people definitely freaking love. This is the Raza variant. Um, and the interesting thing is, this is actually a connecting cover to the uh, issue number two that's coming mm-hmm. out. Um, so that's a nice cover. It is. It is fucking absolutely fucking beautiful cover, man. Yeah. Um, so man, I just, uh, this is one of the better than star Wars high Republic. I can tell you, um, definitely more <laughs> put together. Uh, I don't see, I don't think I'm going to fall asleep like I did off of high Republic. So I, I guess, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, we were like, Oh man, this is going to be freaking great. They're going to show us what happened in the years before. They, they haven't showed us nothing in high Republic. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I, I, that's, that's one of the star Wars books I haven't really jumped on board of. So like I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't really time. talk to you about let's, the characters. Yeah. Let's not waste your time. Don't waste your time. There's just nothing big happening other than, other than the, uh, more of a, you know, modification of the Nahil, which is like the big bad thing that's out there that negated the rise of the Empire, right? Because yes, the Sith are bad, right? The Empire is bad, but there had to be some type of thing out there that was actually fighting against um, the Nahil and that was willing to do whatever was necessary, and that's where the Sith come in. So mm-hmm. that that that's where it's interesting of how they're they're slowly getting to that point of explaining all that. Um, but if you know, you know, like you can see it all over the place. Like like the Jedi, they're they're fight, fighting valiantly, but they're not doing enough. They're never going to be able to do enough. So somebody's got to be willing to make the hard choices of, hey, kill this person right away, destroy this planet right away, do this right away, and that's going to have to be the set to step up and do that. All right. All right. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back to talk about uh, the, one of the last books that we're going to talk about this year. And we'll wrap up with uh, with our favorite stories of the year. All right. I'll be right back. Let's watch Flipside Focus. What do you think? Yes, sir. Let me ask you a question. Are you wanting to read a new comic book that has nothing to do with the big two? Are you tired of looking through countless titles and have no idea where to begin? Well, don't you worry because the Random Dude Josh and Johnny the Machine Hughes has the podcast for you. Flipside Focus, only on the Undercover Capes Podcast Network. All right, so make sure to check out Flipside Focus on Undercover Keeps Podcast Network as as well as this podcast and a bunch of others that you would really love. Uh, Kind of eclectic tastes, too. Whatever you like, I'm sure you can find a podcast about it. So so let's get into um, The Hulk, number two, by Donny Cates and Ryan Otley. Uh... All right, so I might be a little jaded about this. Be jaded, haha, <laughs> get it? Um, because of the stellar series that just ended by Al Ewing. 
Yeah. And, you know, this is such a weird ass direction to take this book in this character. And uh, I'm sure eventually it will make sense. I just don't know if they're going to keep my attention until they actually explain it. Um, But um, the in a nutshell, uh, Banner has turned the Hulk into a giant spaceship and is now traveling through the dimension trying to do what exactly? I don't know. Um, But you can see in this cover, Banner is actually sitting in the command center of the spaceship that's actually the Hulk. The Hulk actually is on board the spaceship and he is the engine room and the ship runs on rage so whenever they need more power they just um banner throws villains at the hulk and makes him fight and makes him get angry to give the ship more power this is probably the stupidest concept that i've ever read about the hulk and i i mean i eventually think that it might end up making sense but I, I'm, I mean, two issues in, I, I, I'm at a loss at how. Now, first of all, it was a quick read. I read this book in like three minutes, and right. um, not, you know, and it just wasn't impressive. I like the Ryan Otley art is really, really good. Um, it's, you know, the Ryan Otley is the artist on Invincible, if uh, if I remember correctly, and he did Amazing Spider-Man last year for a, a little bit of a run. Um, so now, I mean, you're instantly back in this book looking more superhero than it has um, in a few years because of um, because of Bennett's work on uh, on Hulk, um, which was to definitely more of a horror type slant. This is definitely back in the superhero genre. Um, I just does Donny Cates, man. I, you know, Donny Cates is the one responsible for Null, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. Yes. That explains everything that I need to know. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I wanted to talk about this book just because it's such a, it's such a fantastic departure from the last effort of Hulk, which was, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in a, in a few minutes. Um, but I, I mean, I, I can see the idea of wanting to take the book in a different direction. But to to totally like ignore everything that's come before, and this yeah. is, I mean, you really you really did not need any primer for this at all. Um, you didn't know you didn't need to know anything that happened in the previous book, um, and to the point, like I don't even know if they acknowledged that that even that run even happened. Um, so to that, so that's a detriment to this book right off the bat, um, yeah. but. It's, you know, this book, I, I don't know where they're going. I don't know where they where the starting point was. I don't know what the, um, you know, what Banner's, uh, like, mission statement is on this book at all. And uh, I don't know how the Hulk managed to let himself be captured and put into, you know, an engine room that supposedly to this Hulk spaceship. But, I mean... But it, I mean, the Hulk is is looks human, so I don't know if we're going to get just kind of that swerve out of left field that this is just a kind of all a dream, which it, I think is the only way that you can really explain this. But uh, you, I'm at a loss. Weird. I'm at a loss. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it's too freaking weird. No, you got so you know, and this is not a freaking spoiler because everybody's already been talking about what the hell is going on with it. So just a second, David Banner at the end of this freaking thing and people were like well what the what really that's that's where you're going with this and this david banner has apparently you know this weird uh containment room where he's been capturing hulks what he's been doing with them after he captures them i don't know is he freaking killing them torturing them i don't know i don't know what the heck is going on um so that's that's basically what what this is you know david banner the original 616 we don't even know it no this is the 616 banner right 
It's like um, a V. It's like VR Hulk. That's what this cover screams to me. VR, like virtual yeah. reality. Um, <laughs> it has it was, to be. That has to be the explanation. Yeah, I mean, and what is the connection in between the last Hulk run and this Hulk run? Are they just cutting it off? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand where they're going and why they had to do that. Freaking connect me to at least, at least tell me to fuck off with it. You know, like, um, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't understand. I really don't understand, right? Because the Al Ewing run was really great. People freaking loved it. Now you're going with this mess by Donny Cates, and they're supposed to be buddies. So I don't understand what's the disconnect. Why the sudden like pull up? Yeah, well, I mean, if we're talking about Donny Cates' work, I mean, what after after Nell got defeated in Venom, they didn't explain like they didn't ignore it. You know, the next when uh, when they come out with the next Venom series, they you have you have the a start point where you have to start at the end of that story, and you know you can jettison what you don't like about certain runs and make it your own, but to totally ignore what's come before and. And who knows if that's the way they're going. I mean, we are only two issues in, but um, to have such a radical departure from where we were to where we are now, um, I, I would have liked some sort of explanation as to how we got here. Um, it, it's, it, this is what this is one of the things that I don't like about Marvel, where everything just seems like a what if story, and yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't count in the continuity. But this last story, the last story that you read for the last, the, the investment of your time for the last 50 issues of the Hulk has been in this one creator's story. And we're going to just ignore the entire run. We're going to ignore everything. It's not, I mean, I, I really kind of think that the Hulk really worked based as kind of like a horror book um, or a hybrid yes. horror uh, superhero book. Um, right. But to have it kind of like, this is just, weird science fiction-y stuff that um nobody I, asked I for <laughs> nobody yeah asked for and that's and that's where i kind of think that the uh the ideas kind of fall a little bit to the wayside but i i you know i never really you know i never really liked the hulk um as a character i always kind of thought he was like a one-trick pony um but every once in a while you do get a, um you do get a creator that comes along that knows how to do it. I can tell an interesting story with them. Um, this isn't one of them. So, hmm. uh, I, I mean, I would say, I would say nice effort, but let, I'm, I'm already ready for another reboot and we're two issues in. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah, don't get it twisted. The art is fantastic. It's, it's oh great. yeah. Yeah. I, I think Ryan Otley is a great artist. Um, he's, he does great superhero stuff. Um, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen him do anything other than superhero, but I would like, um, I don't know if he would be able to do horror as much as I, I mean, as well as he does violence, he does violence very, very well. Um, but, uh, but that's not really why I read Hulk. Um, I liked the Hulk because of the, the, the horror type slant and you could, you could read it and just be like, Oh, that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. I'm, uh, I kind of feel bad that I actually like that story and I like that book. And I just want to see, uh, I want to see Banner do as terribly as possible. And uh, the Hulk is just this tragic character that you feel for. And that's, and, mm. and, and at the end of the day, that needs to be like, you need to feel for the Hulk. You need to sympathize with him in this story. There's no sympathy. Yeah. I don't feel bad for the Hulk at all. I don't feel bad for Banner. I feel, you know, I, I think they, 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 uh, I think they're trying to make Banner uh, as a villain, right? They're trying to right. portray him as the villain in this story, where I don't think Banner is. He, he, he's not reflective of that. He's a victim. He's a victim, really. Yeah. And that's how they need mm -hmm. to portray him. So that's, you know, that, that's what I have to say about this run of the Hulk so far who knows maybe next month when we talk about it maybe my maybe my opinion changes but um uh, th these last two issues of the hulk i'm just not impressed with and uh and uh, like i can't believe like we wait like we waited for this or you, you al ewing wrapped up his story and this is what you give us now you know you're supposed to build on success not uh ignore it right yeah 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 so man 
such a disappointment, man. I was all hyped up for a Donny Cates Hulk run, and it let me down. Let me down, man. Well, he didn't let me down. I knew what we were going to get because, I mean, he was the one that gave us Cosmic Ghost Rider, and that was just a pile of crap. (laughs) So. (sighs) Yeah. Oh no, maybe 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 twenty two maybe twenty twenty two will be better for Hulk. So so let's wrap up with um you know twenty twenty one uh had some good stories. I know we spend I spend a I do I spend a lot of time complaining about what they don't do, but what did they do that was great? Um, I have two. I couldn't pick one good book this year. I had to pick both of them because I do think that there was probably only two. <laughs> So I had to give them, I had to shout, shout out both of them. And, uh, and one of them, we were just talking about the Hulk run with Al Ewing. I think, um, I think Al Ewing has really come into his own this year as the premier Marvel writer. Um, I think anything that he does turns to gold in my eyes. And the reason being is because he, uh, he acknowledges what has come before and finds a way to build it into his story and his continuity. We're seeing it right now in his defenders work where he's building back uh, his, and it will be, I've called it the Ewing verse since, uh, you know, for the last couple of years, but everything, every, every idea that he comes up with, every story that he comes up with fits in his mythos of everything, uh, all the stories that he's been telling over the last, I want to say even 10 years. Um, so for me, uh, the Hulk run ending was, I mean, the Hulk run ending was a tragedy, but we knew it was going to end. Um, yeah. But that was the, that's the best cohesive story this year. And the quick runner up or a very, very close runner up would be uh, Zdarsky's Daredevil. And mm, I have yeah. not had, like, there was, there is not a dog in that run this year. Every month we were getting a great, great story even you know it's been continually serialized throughout there's not a missing chapter you don't feel like you missed out um he's he he is really wrung everything out this whole daredevil in jail uh the the revelation of electra as the new daredevil not that they really did much with her as daredevil but um i actually liked that (laughs) you know Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that they didn't they didn't really feel like they needed to explain it or give her much drama to have to like, why am I daredevil? Why am I picking up the mantle? No, she just did it. And everybody accepted it. Everybody was cool with it. <laughs> you know, I'm cool with I'm cool with her running around in a daredevil costume. I like it. You know, yeah. Um, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, those two books, man. Uh, so shout out to Chip Zdarsky. Shout out to Al Ewing. They did their best work this year. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, well, and we know now that the daredevil run is coming to an end. Uh, and I think devil's reign that just launched, uh, last week or two weeks ago is the, um, the end of that, uh, the end of his run. But, um, you know, who knows, uh, who knows what's on the, uh, on the horizon for 2022. I know they're revamping X-Men again. Um, so who who knows? I'm gonna miss Zdarsky's run. I'm gonna miss Ewing's run. Uh Hulk, Daredevil, two characters that I did not grow up reading, but now uh, they're the top of my pole pile every week. So nice. Good picks. Good what, picks. What, yeah, what were your what were your books? You, you, yeah, I, you, I, I snaked yeah. him. I snaked your picks. You, huh? you snaked my picks. Uh <laughs> no, Al Ewing did a great job. Um everything that Dottie Case was doing right was highlighted by Al Ewing. So you could go over to a Donny Cates book and then go over to Al Ewing and go, see, see, this is why that's important. Um, so now that you've taken that away, let, let's go with uh, sword, the sword stuff, right? The, uh, I did. I, I like sword. That's a good honorable mention. I love that. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Uh, that's by Al and, Ewing too. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. That's by Al Ewing too. Um, the, the X, the X Men saga um, that happened this year was interesting, right? So there are some absolutely stinker books, right? Um, where each has, where, where I'm glad to see what they were trying to do, right? So you got a yeah. nation, and and you've got all types of stuff going. So you got an R and D side, you've got a 
uh, a side that's military. You've got a side that's just taking care of people and the kids. You've got a criminal investigation side. Um, I love that they tried to develop that stuff. Um, the, the the more interesting thing is, you know, once they had a whole tournament, the Cup of Swords, I forget where, what the name of the, the tournament was. The X of Swords. X of yeah. Swords. Yeah, once, once that happened. Um, and now Apocalypse is gone. Now the Silent Council is starting to crumble, right? Um, without him, without Apocalypse there to keep certain people in check, right? Because with him sitting there, you know, hey, the end game is apocalypse right right um, when that, now that he's gone people are kind of forgetting forgetting that whole thing and they're just going on about, about their own ends um what's what that what that meant and how it's developing and the crumbling of the silent council is absolutely fantastic um once again you got to keep that away from all the other stuff that's happening out there because um, they're on their own little stories but how they support this whole thing um, and the, the, the nation Kokoa um, is absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and even how they go into like the political, what happens when they intervene politically, right? Who are they pissing off? How do those people um, react to them taking over Mars? Right. Yeah. Um, just, 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 just little stuff like that. How, how did, how did, how did Dr. Doom take it when they just took over freaking Mars? You know, you know, just just stuff like that. You know, hey, there there's there's a, there's a whole bunch of companies out there that were, uh, you know, racking up and getting ready to go over and just investigate what's going on, on Mars. Well, now that the uh, mutants have taken it over, well, guess what? All all your contracts are gone. How do they react to that, man? Um, so just the hey, here's what happens, and here's and here's the reaction. That was a great point to see that Marvel actually followed through. Because once again, I love when. Actions have consequences. That's me all day, you know. Yep. Um, I think that's the best thing uh, that the X Men books did this year was colonize Mars. It just opened up a whole bunch of new stories, and we, they've always had one foot in the cosmic side of the universe anyway. And uh, and being able to maybe tell better, more stories, um, that's where I kind of think that the direction that they should be going. And and the the fact that you know even here, like here on the real Earth we're trying to explore mars and you know we're all talking about eventually colonizing mars and the mutants are like hey we did it yeah <laughs> beat you so i thought yeah. that was kind of uh I, th I thought that was a really great direction that they that they go in and i think it was a natural direction too that i didn't see coming so yeah. uh yeah so, huge shout out for to sword and uh and the x-men for a, a an otherwise lackluster year that was the best event that they did yes absolutely man and uh hopefully we get more i don't know how much longer they can keep it up um because now we're coming full circle to some of the stuff that was happening at power x where you're going back to the uh the orc stuff with the nimrod yeah. stuff they're going back into that and uh you know once again more tiger is coming back so what I, I would love to see this right you no know, like hey uh, Moral Tagger freaking inserts her and she does this thing, and then that messes everything up. And then the rest of the year is trying to fix it and do it. And then at the end of the year, oh, here's Moral Tagger again. And then I, I would love mm -hmm. to see that. That would be a great thing to see for like the next seven or eight years that they could just do that. Um, because right now it's it's working for me. Yeah. Um, but good good stuff by Jonathan Hickman and, and the crew. Um, surprisingly. Surprisingly, now, 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 the question is: Is are they going to be able to uh, get this into the MCU? Ever are they going to be able to do this? That's you know, and I think we talked about this maybe a couple of podcasts ago, where um, when they do eventually introduce mutants into the Marvel universe, do they go with Hickman's X verse? Uh, that's happening because because that there's so many big ideas in that that um i don't even know if um if it fits in the mcu if you have a mutant society that lives on an island um that they've just they've they've um they've fixed death they've uh they have these drug plant plants that cure every illness mm -hmm. which you can have for a price there's just so many ideas in that series um I don't know if the, it fits overall into the entire MCU. It would be cool to see 
if they do something like that because it does open up how many how many more movies can they have for like in the, the next 10 years about how the mutants want to uh you know do they do they want to take over the world or they want they want to colonize mars they want to do that i'd love to see that in a movie that would be pretty cool um yeah. do i do do i think that the mcu or disney plus is that ambitious maybe on the diversity standpoint maybe that's the kind of the exact message that disney plus wants to send right but sure. um you, you know hey i i don't know and then it, and then does the mcu begin to start looking a little too bloated at that point right with all the right. characters that's so that's one of the things that i that i also think that if they introduce mutants and then do we get like five or six or seven different mutant shows mm. just like you know the marvel universe right the marvel the marvel we have 12 different x-men books and i think you only need three you know uh, the rest of them the rest of them stink um <laughs> but you know there are a few good ones um but do you get do you get like an excalibur show do you get like a like a x-force um do you get you know i don't know <laughs> i know that yeah. there would be a fan base clamoring for it but um right. but how much story is there to tell before it start you start getting overwhelmed with it so uh, i don't know i think it's pretty cool i i still think we need a fantastic four show on disney plus before we need anything else you know i know we're getting a movie but i think fantastic four is totally built for a for a star trek like tv show um i, they I can think... just expand the marvel universe right i think uh we're fine on that one like so like i don't want to start with the four again i'm done with the four <laughs> bring 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 in the six so bring bring along so make it so that you're like hey we're back and now we're back with uh you know the, the, the two kids right and oh yeah you can bring franklin yeah. and valeria yeah yeah and bring bring along the little two aliens that they got now that, that would be cool to see yeah um because the whole four it's it's been done and done very badly so let's 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 move it forward uh forward a little bit I, and i do and let's so well, i guess while we're talking end of the year um i'd let's shout out dan slot on fantastic four i think fantastic four has been fantastic this year um with a lot of those stories coming out of empire with uh you know ben ben grimm now having two adopted children one free one scroll that's i think pretty cool um they do and dan's doing a lot of stuff with uh with each character the, the human torch is now stuck flamed on um yeah which i think is a, a a great uh kind of like a great gimmick right to, to kind of sh give get him to kind of realize how uh ben grimm has felt for for the last yeah. six, 60 years um so now uh you know the story that they're telling over there um, really great. I think the Forever Gate was a great, uh, great idea. Sometimes sure. I kind of think that those, um, you know, the Fantastic Four has kind of come up with all the great ideas that the Marvel Universe ever had through Lee and Kirby. And um, every once in a while, you get a creator on there. Like I said earlier, you get a creator there that can really shine on a book. And I think Dan Slott's shining on Fantastic Four right now. And he's got a he's got a they have a big event book coming up in just a couple of months and i can't remember the name of it but um but it's fantastic four is uh is the the hub of that one so yeah can't wait man any other um, honorable mentions you want to go through for the for the year any upcoming covers or anything that uh, people are going to be on the lookout for uh let's see let's pop this bad boy Oprah real quick. and this is just for this week um moon Knight. Oh. What an awesome cover. Yep. Moon Knight Raza. That's coming out this coming Wednesday. Uh, this one is a one-on-one qualifier, so whatever the cover price is, that's what it is. Uh, Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit, number one. This one is a one to 50, so you got to be on the lookout for that one. Um, apparently, in the solicit, it says something about a second um, Kamala Khan running about. Um huh don't know whether there's a new one or it's storm ranger back from space um so we've got to keep an eye out for that one um hawkeye kate bishop uh number two this one is by stephanie hans um and this uh, this one should have a big shot in the arm for the show right yes 
absolutely. Um, so far from people I've shown it, they, they've absolutely loved this cover. Um, and then finally, uh, Wolverine number 19. Uh, this one is, uh, I think this, I forget what incentive, I forget what ratio this one is, but it is ratio by EW Just. Um, this is that monster that's been like underneath the, the sea near Krakoa yeah. and everything. Um, a bunch of kite bunch of kaijus running around in wolverine right now yeah yeah absolutely so um so th that's it man um you know as far as foc not anything not there's not anything in, going on in foc man so that's that's where we're at right now man so well, they're winding down for the year so you'll see that start cranking back up in january one right Mm -hmm. so. absolutely so i gotta prepare for the hurt on that one. all right so speaking about cranking down we are going to crank down the canopy here on uh, no price podcast for 2021 and the next time you'll see us it'll be happy 2022 and hopefully we're not hiding from the omicron virus and uh you know we'll be uh we'll be talking comics so until then uh so maybe next time we'll give our spoiler filled rundown of spider-man and uh <laughs> until then enjoy happy uh, merry christmas happy holidays happy new year and all that happy horseshit <laughs> stay <And> safe <laughs> all right enjoy and we'll see you soon <laughs>